I'm Ted O'Connell, one of the authors of Crush Step 1, the ultimate USMLE Step 1 review, along with my co-authors, Ryan Pedigo and Thomas Blair. I am also the chief content officer for Inside the Boards. This is a Crush Step 1 podcast based on the second edition of our best-selling book. The goal is to provide you high-yield and high-quality audio content of the book to help you study on the go and reclaim some of the time in your day. This is Alec Ludwig. I'm a recent graduate from Michigan State University College of Osteopathic Medicine who will be starting residency at the Sutter Santa Rosa Family Medicine Residency Program in July. I will be narrating the biochemistry chapter of Crush Step 1, Second Edition. Protein Structure and Function Amino Acid Structure Amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. Amino acids are comprised of an alpha amino group and an alpha carboxyl group with different characteristic side chains. 20 amino acids are naturally incorporated into polypeptides. Nine of these amino acids are essential, cannot be synthesized by humans, and must be obtained in the diet. These essential amino acids include phenylalanine, valine, threonine, tryptophan, isoleucine, methionine, histidine, leucine, and lysine. In children, an additional three amino acids are essential, arginine, tyrosine, and cysteine. In adults, the remaining 11 amino acids can be synthesized. The nature of the amino acid side chain is critical to how proteins interact with their environment. Acidic, basic, and uncharged polar side chains tend to be found on the exterior of soluble proteins and on the interior of proteins found within membranes. Conversely, Amino acids with nonpolar side chains are located in the interior of proteins that exist in aqueous environments and on the exterior of portions in lipid environments. Alanine is an important substrate for gluconeogenesis. Isoleucine, valine, and leucine are branch chain amino acids that are increased in maple syrup urine disease. Methionine is a precursor of homocysteine, a product associated with atherosclerosis. Increased levels of homocysteine are seen in patients with classic homocysteinuria with a deficiency in cystathionine beta synthase. These patients have early onset vascular disease. Phenylalanine accumulates in phenylketonuria, PKU. Tryptophan is a precursor of serotonin, niacin, and melatonin. Arginine and histidine stimulate growth hormone and insulin. Arginine is a precursor of nitric oxide. Glutamine is the most common amino acid and is an important nitrogen donor in the synthesis of purines and pyrimidines. Cysteine forms disulfide bonds and is sensitive to oxidation state. Proline is different from other amino acids because its side chain forms a five-membered ring. Proline is different from other amino acids, because its side chain forms a five-membered ring. Proline is often found in collagen, and its unique side chain is used to interrupt alpha helices in globular proteins. The pKa, or the negative log of the acid dissociation constant, Ka, is a measure of the strength of an acid in solution. 
The pKa of amino acid side chains give insight into the pH characteristics of proteins and stability. Histidine is unique in that its side group, mitazole, has a pKa of 6. This means that histidine has a positive charge at pH of 7. And at physiologic pH, small shifts in pH change the charge of histidine, and the side group acts as a buffer. Aspartic acid and glutamic acid have a negative charge at a pH of 7. Albumin is a strong binding protein for positively charged molecules, in part because of its high content of these acidic amino acids. The isoelectric point, or PI, is the pH value at which an amino acid or any other molecule has a net zero electrical charge. Amino acids are zwitterions with positive and negative charges. When pH is greater than PI, the net charge on the molecule is negative. When pH is less than PI, the net charge of the molecule is positive. At physiologic pH, lysine, arginine, and histidine have a positive charge, whereas aspartate and glutamate have a negative charge. Proteins can be separated based on their PI using isoelectric focusing on a polyacrylamide gel, which separates proteins using a pH gradient. This is the first step in two-dimensional gel electrophoresis. Make sure to take a look at figure 2.1 on page 16. It shows the 20 naturally occurring amino acids, their structure, their one and three letter representations, as well as the class of amino acid. Protein structure. The primary structure of a protein is the linear sequence of amino acids. Peptide bonds are formed between the alpha carboxyl group and the alpha amino group, creating a covalent amide linkage. Make sure to take a look at figure 2.2 on page 17. It shows protein primary structure. The secondary structure of proteins involves the arrangements of the amino acids located near each other in the amino acid sequence. Important secondary structure components include alpha helices and beta sheets. Alpha helices are the most common kind of polypeptide helix. Extensive hydrogen bonding occurs between the peptide bonding of carbonyl, oxygen, and amide hydrogen. Each alpha helical turn contains 3.6 amino acids. Therefore, amino acids that are spaced 3 to 4 amino acids apart in the primary structure are quite close together in an alpha helix. Proline disrupts alpha helices because its five-membered ring structure forms kinks in the chain. Beta sheets or beta-pleated sheets occur when two or more polypeptide chains known as beta strands are arranged by hydrogen bonding in parallel or antiparallel to each other. Bonds between polypeptide backbones of separate polypeptide chains are known as interchain bonds. Globular proteins tend to have beta sheets with a right-handed curl or twist, which form their core. Silk is a packed beta sheet. Proteins that bind to DNA also have important secondary structure motifs. For example, the DNA binding zinc finger motif is found in many transcription factors.
The tertiary structure of proteins includes the three-dimensional shape of the folded protein chain. Several different kinds of interactions stabilize tertiary structures. Disulfide bonds are covalent links formed from the sulfahydryl group of two cysteine residues. Disulfide bonds are important in proteins that are secreted from the cell, such as immunoglobulins. Ionic interactions include negatively charged side groups interacting with positively charged groups. Hydrophobic interactions force amino acids with nonpolar side chains into the interior of polypeptide molecules, where they are able to associate with other hydrophobic residues. Amino acids with polar side chains tend to be located on the surface of a protein and contact the polar solvent to be the most energetically favorable. Hydrogen bonds can form between amino acid side chains that have oxygen or nitrogen bound hydrogen, such as serine or threonine. This can help to improve the solubility of proteins in aqueous environments. The quaternary structure is the arrangement of polypeptide subunits in a protein structure that has more than one polypeptide chain. These subunits are usually held together by non-covalent interactions. Proteins fold in a very short timeline, milliseconds to microseconds, where the translation of protein from messenger RNA or mRNA progresses at a much slower rate, at about 5 to 20 amino acids per second. Chaperone proteins, such as the heat shock proteins, are critical in keeping some proteins properly folded. Proteins can be denatured by heat, solvents, strong acids or bases, and detergents. Some proteins can also misfold, and deposition of these misfolded proteins is associated with several diseases. Amyloidoses are diseases in which an altered protein accumulates. In some amyloidoses, insoluble, fibrillar proteins aggregate in a form that resembles beta sheets. In Alzheimer disease, plaques form that contain amyloid beta, which is hypothesized to be neurotoxic. These amyloid beta peptides aggregate, forming amyloid in brain tissue and in blood vessels. Alzheimer disease is also defined by an accumulation of hypophosphorylated tau proteins, known as neurofibrillary tangles. Prion diseases are caused by the prion protein, an infectious protein that causes normal proteins to change structure and form insoluble aggregates of fibrils. Prion diseases include transmissible spongiform encephalopathies, such as Kurtzfeld-Jakob disease in humans, scrapie in sheep, and bovine spongiform encephalopathy in cattle, also known as mad cow disease. It has been shown that many alpha helices present in non-infectious prion proteins are replaced by beta sheets in the infectious form. This makes the protein highly resistant to proteolytic degradation. Heinz bodies are formed when red blood cells undergo oxidative stress, whereby hemoglobin is denatured to form aggregates on the membrane of red blood cells. This occurs in conditions such as 
glucose-6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency, thalassemias, and exposure to oxidative compounds. Oxygen-binding proteins, hemoglobin and myoglobin. Hemoglobin A, the most common hemoglobin in adults, is composed of two alpha-globin subunits and two beta-globin subunits. Each globin protein subunit is composed of an alpha or beta protein chain plus a heme group. Heme, in turn, is composed of an iron 2 plus held in a portoporphyrin IX ring. Hemoglobin has two primary forms. Hemoglobin that is desaturated with oxygen is deoxyhemoglobin, or T, the tense form, which has a low oxygen affinity and a lower degree of freedom. Hemoglobin that is saturated with oxygen is oxyhemoglobin, R, or relaxed form, which has a high oxygen affinity and a higher degree of freedom. A single hemoglobin molecule can bind up to four oxygen molecules. The four globin subunits work cooperatively in hemoglobin in which the binding of oxygen to one subunit of the tetramer increases the affinity of the other subunits for oxygen. The first oxygen binds with low affinity, but this leads to a transition from T to R form. The second through fourth oxygen molecules bind with increasing affinity, which leads to a sigmoidal oxygen binding or oxygen saturation curve for hemoglobin. Be sure to look at figure 2.4 on page 19. It shows the comparison of oxygen binding curves for hemoglobin and myoglobin. Deoxyhemoglobin, or T-form, preferentially binds hydrogen ion 2,3-bisphosphoglycerate, or 2,3-BPG, and CO2. This leads to stabilization of the T-state, decreased affinity for oxygen, and a rightward shift in the oxygen saturation curve. Exercise and an increase in temperature can also cause a rightward shift. Conversely, a leftward shift in oxygen saturation curve occurs in the presence of a decrease in CO2, alkalosis, or a high pH or low hydrogen ion concentration, and a decrease in 2,3-BPG. Myoglobin is a single polypeptide chain with a single heme group. Myoglobin is present in heart and skeletal muscle and acts as an oxygen carrier and location for storage of oxygen. Myoglobin can only bind to one oxygen molecule. Therefore, the binding curve is hyperbolic rather than sigmoidal because the binding of O2 is not cooperative. Be sure to see this on figure 2.4 on page 19. Carbon monoxide, or CO, binds to hemoglobin to form carboxyhemoglobin, which has a high affinity for CO and displaces O2. This leads to stabilization of the R state a leftward shift of the oxygen saturation curve, and an oxygen saturation curve for hemoglobin that resembles the curve for myoglobin. Figure 2.4 compares the oxygen binding curves for hemoglobin and myoglobin. Myoglobin has a lower P50 than hemoglobin, meaning that it has a greater affinity for oxygen. This ensures that oxygen is bound to myoglobin in all cases except hypoxia. Hemoglobinopathies are a group of genetic disorders caused by abnormal hemoglobin structure 
or insufficient synthesis of normal hemoglobin. Sickle cell disease, or hemoglobin S disease, is a homozygous recessive genetic disorder that results from production of hemoglobin with an altered amino acid sequence caused by a single point mutation in the beta globin gene. The mutation is a glutamate to valine mutation at position 6 in the beta globin chain. During electrophoresis at a basic pH, hemoglobin S migrates more slowly toward the anode or positive electrode than does hemoglobin A. As a result of the absence of the negatively charged glutamate residues in the two beta globin chains, which makes hemoglobin S less negative. The mutant beta globin chain is designated beta S, and the resulting hemoglobin alpha 2 beta 2 S is hemoglobin S. The alpha globin chains are normal. This amino acid substitution forms a protrusion on the beta globin that polymerizes deoxygenated hemoglobin S into fibers. The resulting sickled erythrocytes occlude blood flow in, in the capillaries, causing microinfarctions leading to tissue anoxia and severe pain. An infant does not begin to show symptoms of the disease until sufficient hemoglobin F has been replaced by hemoglobin S so that the sickling can occur. Sickling is increased by anything that increases the proportion of hemoglobin S in the deoxygenated state, such as decreased O2 tension, increased PCO2, decreased pH, dehydration, and increased concentration of 2,3-BPG in erythrocytes. Hydroxyurea is used to treat sickle cell disease because it increases circulating levels of hemoglobin F, which decreases red blood cell sickling. Sickle cell disease is tested for at birth to allow prophylactic antibiotic therapy to begin soon after because these children are at risk for sepsis. Hemoglobin C disease results from production of hemoglobin with an altered amino acid sequence as a result of a glutamate to lysine substitution at position 6 in the beta globin gene. The substitution of a positively charged amino acid for a negatively charged amino acid causes hemoglobin C to move more slowly toward an anode than hemoglobin A or hemoglobin S does. Homozygous patients have a mild chronic hemolytic anemia. Hemoglobin SC disease occurs when some beta globin genes have the sickle cell mutation, whereas others have the mutation found in hemoglobin C disease. These patients are compound heterozygotes because both of their beta globin genes are abnormal but are different from each other. Affected individuals have fewer vasoocclusive events than those with sickle cell disease but their course is more serious than those with hemoglobin C disease. Thalassemias are caused by decreased production of normal hemoglobin as a result of defective synthesis of either the alpha or the beta globin chain. In beta thalassemias, synthesis of beta globin chains is decreased or absent, but the alpha globin chain synthesis is normal. 
Other forms of hemoglobin may be present in elevated amounts, including hemoglobin F, or alpha-2, gamma-2, in beta-thalassemia, and hemoglobin BART, gamma-4, in alpha-thalassemia. Because there are only two copies of the beta-globin gene, individuals have either beta-thalassemia trait, or minor, or beta-thalassemia major, or anemia. Because beta-globin is not expressed until late in gestation, symptoms of beta-thalassemia appear only after birth. Alpha-thalassemias occur when alpha-globin chains are decreased or absent. There are four copies of the alpha-globin gene, so there are several possible levels of deficiency. If one copy of the alpha-globin is absent or defective, the person is a silent carrier. Two defective genes leads to alpha-thalassemia trait. Three defective genes lead to hemoglobin H disease. If all four alpha-globin genes are defective, hydrops fetalis and fetal death result because alpha-globin chains are required for the synthesis of hemoglobin F. Be sure to check out figure 2.5 on page 20. It shows hemoglobinopathies. The pattern of hemoglobin A2, S, F, and A, the type of anemia represented by the hemoglobinopathy, and the interpretation and discussion of these results. Fibrous proteins. Collagen is the most abundant protein in humans and is found primarily in connective tissue and muscle. Collagen is composed of a triple helix and three alpha chains held together by hydrogen bonds. There are more than 20 types of collagen. Collagen type 1 is the most common. Collagen has a large amount of proline and glycine residues. Proline helps in the formation of the alpha chain, and glycine is found in every third amino acid. The sequence is glycine XY, where X is often proline and Y is often hydroxyproline or hydroxylysine. The biosynthesis of collagen occurs as follows. 1. It begins with mRNA transcription in the nucleus of a fibroblast or related cell. 2. mRNA is translated into pre-pro collagen on the rough endoplasmic reticulum, or RER, and these peptide chains are directed into the lumen of the RER and become pro-alpha chains. 3. Proline and lysine residues are next hydroxylated by prolyl hydroxylase and lysyl hydroxylase. 4. Some hydroxylysine residues are glycosylated with glucose and galactose. 5. Pro-alpha chains form pro-collagen, which has a central triple helix with N and C terminal pro-peptide extensions. These prevent premature assembly of collagen within the endoplasmic reticulum. 6. Pro-collagen is transported to the Golgi apparatus, where it is released into the extracellular space. 7. After release of pro-collagen, peptidases remove the terminal pro-peptides, forming tropocollagen. 8. 
Tropocollagen then spontaneously assembles into collagen fibrils. The collagen fibers are cross-linked by lysyl oxidase, which oxidatively deaminates lysyl and hydroxylysyl residues in collagen, forming covalent cross-linked mature collagen fibers. Be sure to check out figure 2.6, which shows an illustration of collagen synthesis and assembly. The hydroxylation reaction requires both oxygen and the reducing agent vitamin C, or ascorbic acid, for the hydroxylating enzymes prolyl hydroxylase and lysyl hydroxylase to function. Vitamin C deficiency leads to a lack of prolyl and lysyl hydroxylation, making collagen fibers unable to be cross-linked, which decreases the tensile strength of the assembled collagen fiber. This is called scurvy. Because of the weak collagen structure, patients often have bruises, corkscrew hairs, and perifollicular hemorrhage caused by capillary fragility. Copper is also a cofactor for lysyl oxidase. Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, or EDS, is a connective tissue disorder caused by defects in collagen synthesis. EDS arises from lysyl hydroxylase deficiency, pro-collagen peptidase deficiency, or mutations in collagen amino acid sequences, most importantly, collagen type 3. Skin hyperextensibility and joint hypermobility are seen in patients with EDS. Osteogenesis imperfecta, or OI, also known as brittle bone disease, is a genetic disorder caused by defects in connective tissue, usually type 1 collagen, such as decreased production of collagen alpha chains, leading to bones that are prone to bend and fracture. OI is an autosomal dominant disorder, but arises sporadically in one-third of cases. Type 1 OI is the most common form of OI, and is known as osteogenesis imperfecta tarda. Patients with type 1 OI have bones that fracture easily, early hearing loss, and blue-gray tint to the sclera, caused by thinned scleral tissue. The blue tint of the sclera is secondary to defective type 1 collagen, which shows visualization of underlying choroidal veins. Elastin is a connective tissue protein composed of elastin and glycoprotein mycofibrils that are found primarily in the lungs, arterial walls, and elastic ligaments. Elastin is synthesized from tropoelastin, a precursor protein. After secretion from the cell, tropoelastin deposits onto fibrillin. Mutations in fibrillin cause Marfan syndrome. Marfan syndrome is noted by increased height, joint laxity, ectopia lentis, or lens displacement, and cardiac abnormalities including aortic dilation and mitral valve prolapse. In the alveoli, elastin is broken down by elastase from activated neutrophils. Alpha-1 antitrypsin, an enzyme produced in the liver, usually blocks elastase and protects the lungs. However, genetic defects in alpha-1 antitrypsin can lead to pulmonary emphysema at a young age because of increased breakdown of lung connective tissue. Enzymes 
Enzymes are protein catalysts. They have active sites, which permit substrate binding. Stabilization of the transition state leads to decreased activation energy, leading to increased rates of substrate to product or reaction rate, but no change in reaction equilibrium. Enzymes are described mathematically using the Michaelis Menten kinetics. Be sure to check out figure 2.7 on page 22, which shows the Michaelis Menten enzyme kinetics. Km is the substrate concentration at which the reaction is one half Vmax. V is the velocity of the reaction, and S is the substrate concentration. A higher Km means a lower affinity of the substrate for the enzyme. When S is much greater than Km, the rate of the reaction is independent of S. This is known as zero-order kinetics. When S equals Km, the initial velocity V equals Vmax over 2. When S is less than Km, the reaction rate is proportional to S. This is first-order kinetics. Vmax is the maximal reaction velocity. This occurs when the enzyme is saturated with substrate. A Lineweaver-Burke plot is a double reciprocal plot of 1 over V versus 1 over S. This produces a straight line. The y-intercept is 1 over Vmax, and the x-intercept is negative 1 over Km. Enzyme kinetics are affected by inhibitors, which may be classified in several ways. Competitive inhibitors, Km is increased, Vmax is unchanged. There is always competition between two lines, so they always cross on the graph. Solute concentrations change, but velocity remains the same. Plots intersect on the vertical axis, so Vmax is the same. Competitive inhibitors include methanol and ethylene glycol, or antifreeze, which compete with ethanol for binding to alcohol dehydrogenase. Giving a patient ethanol reduces methanol toxicity by competing for the enzyme active site, thereby slowing the buildup of toxic metabolites. For competitive inhibitors, high substrate concentration can reverse competitive inhibition because the enzyme is saturated with substrate. Non-competitive inhibitors. Km is unchanged. Vmax is decreased. Plots intersect on the horizontal axis, so Km is the same. Non-competitive inhibitors bind at a site distant from the active site and form unreactive complexes with the enzyme. Increased substrate amount does not change the level of inhibition. Physostigmine, a cholinesterase inhibitor, is a non-competitive inhibitor. A third kind of enzyme inhibitor is an irreversible inhibitor, which permanently inactivates enzymes. Examples include heavy metals, 
aspirin, an irreversible inhibitor of cyclooxygenase, fluorouracil, and organophosphates. The effect of irreversible inhibitors is only overcome by synthesis of new enzymes. Make sure to check out Table 2.1 on page 23. It shows serum enzyme markers used for diagnosis. Nitrogen Metabolism Disposal of Amino Acid Nitrogen Free amino acids are produced by degradation of dietary protein, synthesis of non-essential amino acids, and degradation of body protein. Nitrogen is removed from amino acids because amino acids cannot directly take part in energy metabolism. Amino groups are removed from amino acids by two sequential reactions. Transaminases, such as alanine aminotransferase, or ALT, and aspartate aminotransferase, or AST, transfer amino groups to alpha-ketoglutarate, producing an alpha-keto acid and glutamate. The alpha-keto acid can enter the citric acid cycle. Aminotransferases require pyridoxal phosphate for function, a derivative of vitamin B6. Transaminases are intracellular enzymes found primarily in hepatic tissue. Thus, elevated serum levels of transaminases can be diagnostic for liver damage. Next, glutamate dehydrogenase oxidatively deaminates glutamate to alpha-ketoglutarate and free ammonia, or NH3. The NH3 can be stored and transported to the liver as glutamine or as alanine as part of the glucose-alanine cycle. Aspartate and ammonia then enter the urea cycle, the body's primary method for disposing of amino groups from amino acids. The nitrogen of aspartate, CO2, and NH3 are incorporated into urea. The urea cycle is a five-step metabolic pathway that takes place within the liver. It removes nitrogen waste from the amino groups of amino acids that occurs during protein turnover. The rate-limiting step for the urea cycle is carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1, which is activated by N-acetylglutamate, which is synthesized from acetylcoenzyme A. Two molecules of NH3 and one of CO2 are converted into urea. Urea is then transported in the blood to the kidneys for excretion in the urine. Make sure to check out figure 2.9. It depicts an illustration of the urea cycle. Urea levels in patients with kidney failure are elevated. Urease produced by bacteria in the gut creates a significant amount of ammonia, which can lead to hyperammonemia. Neomycin and rifaximin orally administrated can reduce the number of urease-producing bacteria and are used in the treatment of hepatic encephalopathy. Hyperammonemia occurs when there are genetic defects of the urea cycle or liver disease. Ammonia has a toxic effect on the central nervous system, or CNS, causing tremors, cerebral edema, and blurring of vision. Urea cycle disorders are rare and, with the exception of X-linked ornithine transcarbamylase deficiency, which is the most common hereditary hyperammonemia, are inherited as autosomal recessive traits. Deficiencies of enzymes in the urea cycle cause intolerance to protein, 
from the accumulation of ammonia in the body. These increased ammonia levels are toxic to the CNS and can lead to coma and death. These hereditary hyperammonemia disorders include those listed in Table 2.2 on page 25. In each of these disorders, urea is unable to be synthesized, which leads to hyperammonemia during the first weeks after birth. Mental retardation is common. Treatment of these disorders includes protein limitation in the diet and administration of compounds that bind covalently to amino acids so that they can be excreted in the urine. For example, phenylbutyrate, a prodrug that is metabolized to phenylacetate, combines with glutamine to form phenylacetylglutamine, which can be excreted in the urine. This assists in clearance of nitrogen from the blood. Amino acid synthesis and degradation. Although essential amino acids must be obtained for the diet, non-essential amino acids can be synthesized by several different pathways. Aspartate, alanine, and glutamate are synthesized from transamination of alpha-keto acids. Aspartate is derived from oxaloacetate, glutamate from alpha-ketoglutarate, and alanine from pyruvate. Glutamine and asparagine are synthesized by amidation. Glutamine synthetase forms glutamine from glutamate. This reaction also helps to reduce ammonia levels. Asparagine synthetase forms asparagine from aspartate. Serine is synthesized from the glycolysis intermediate 3-phosphoglycerate. Glycine, in turn, can be synthesized from serine. Proline is synthesized from glutamate. Arginine is synthesized from citrulline, an intermediate of the urea cycle. Two amino acids can be synthesized from essential amino acids. Cysteine is synthesized from homocysteine and serine. Homocysteine is derived from methionine. Tyrosine is synthesized by phenylalanine hydroxylase. This reaction requires tetrahydrobiopterin, or BH4. Because tyrosine and cysteine are formed from essential amino acids, tyrosine and cysteine are only essential amino acids in the presence of adequate dietary intake of methionine and phenylalanine. While amino acids are catabolized, the alpha amino group is removed and enters the urea cycle for excretion, while the carbon skeleton is metabolized. Amino acids are classified as glucogenic, ketogenic, or both, based on which intermediates are produced during catabolism. Glucogenic amino acids yield pyruvate, or one of the intermediates of the tricarboxylic acid or TCA cycle, oxaloacetate, alpha-ketoglutarate, succinyl-CoA, or fumarate, when they are catabolized. This yields lipids and energy in addition to glucose. Most amino acids are exclusively glucogenic. Ketogenic amino acids yield acetoacetate, or one of its precursors, such as acetyl-CoA or acetoacetyl-CoA, providing lipids and energy. Leucine and lysine, the two exclusively ketogenic amino acids, cannot therefore produce glucose or glycogen in the liver or glycogen in muscle. Four amino acids are both glucogenic and ketogenic. These include isoleucine, phenylalanine, tryptophan, and tyrosine. Figure 210 on page 26 depicts the location at which each amino acid is integrated into the TCA cycle. 
several important disorders arise in patients with deficiencies in the enzymes of amino acid synthesis and degradation pathways, including maple syrup urine disease, albinism, and PKU. Be sure to check out figure 211 on page 27. It depicts an illustration and pathway representing the disorders of amino acid metabolism. PKU is a common disease of amino acid metabolism that can be effectively treated through changes in diet. PKU is caused by a deficiency of phenylalanine hydroxylase. Patients are characterized by a deficiency of tyrosine and elevated phenylalanine. High levels of phenylalanine lead to elevated levels of phenylalanine metabolites such as phenylactate, phenylacetate, and phenylpyruvate, which give the body and urine a characteristic musty or mousy odor. Clinically, patients with PKU have mental retardation, seizures, tremor, microcephaly, and failure to thrive. Symptoms of mental retardation start by age 1. The first step in the pigment melanin formation is hydroxylation of tyrosine by tyrosinase, which is competitively inhibited by high levels of phenylalanine in PKU. Because of this, patients with PKU often have hypopigmentation, or fair hair, blue eyes, and light-colored skin. Easily screening and diagnosis are critical because PKU can be treated by diet. However, newborns with PKU may have normal phenylalanine levels at birth, owing to maternal transfer. Therefore, screening tests are typically done at least one to two days after birth. Albinism is a group of conditions in which there is a deficiency in melanin production caused by a defect in tyrosine metabolism, causing decreased pigmentation of the eyes, hair, and skin. The most severe kind of albinism is called complete albinism and is caused by a complete lack of tyrosinase activity. Alkaptonuria is a disorder caused by the deficiency of homogentistic acid oxidase an enzyme in the pathway that degrades tyrosine. This leads to the accumulation of homogentistic acid, causing homogentistic aciduria, in which the patient's urine has an elevated level of homogentistic acid. When allowed to stand, the homogentistic acid in the urine is oxidized to a dark pigment. Patients with alkaptonuria also exhibit arthritis of large joints, and black pigmentation of cartilage and collagen. Treatment includes diets low in phenylalanine and tyrosine. Although this is not a life-threatening disorder, arthritis may be severe. Maple syrup urine disease is an autosomal recessive disorder in which there is a deficiency branch-chain alpha-keto acid dehydrogenase. The inability to oxidatively decarboxylate the branch-chain amino acids leucine, valine, and isoleucine leads to a buildup of alpha-keto-isocaproic acid, alpha-keto-isovaleric acid, and alpha-keto-beta-methylvaleric acid, respectively. This leads to a buildup of branched-chain alpha-keto acids in the urine, causing a sweet odor. They also accumulate in the blood, leading to toxic effects on the brain. Typically, symptoms present within a few days of birth 
and include vomiting, severe metabolic acidosis, and a maple syrup odor to the urine. Treatment is with formula with reduced levels of leucine, valine, and isoleucine. However, branched-chain amino acids are important in growth, so low levels are present in the formula. Homocysteinuria is a group of autosomal recessive disorders caused by abnormal homocysteine metabolism. Patients have high levels of homocysteine and methionine in the urine, but a low level of cysteine. One important enzyme involved in homocysteine metabolism, cystothionine beta-synthase, is mutated in a common form of homocysteinuria. Without cystothionine beta-synthase, to convert homocysteine to cystothionine, patients have ectopia lentis, osteoporosis, and mental retardation, in addition to early vascular disease. Some patients can improve with treatment with pyridoxine or vitamin B6, a coenzyme of cystothionine beta synthase. Treatment of homocysteinuria also includes reduced intake of methionine and administration of vitamin supplements. Other disorders can also arise from genetic mutations in enzymes important in the amino acid metabolism pathways. These include tyrosinemia type 1, methylmalonic CoA mutase deficiency, histidemia, and cystothionuria. A summary of several important hereditary disorders is included in Table 2.3 on page 28. Be sure to check out Figure 2.11. It depicts an illustration of the pathways of disorders of amino acid metabolism. Amino acid derivatives. In addition to their role in proteins, amino acids are the precursors of many nitrogen-containing molecules, such as pyrimidines, purines, heme, neurotransmitters, and other small molecules. Figure 2.12 depicts the synthetic pathway of the catecholamines dopamine, norepinephrine, and epinephrine from tyrosine. The synthetic pathway occurs primarily in the CNS, peripheral ganglia, and the adrenal medulla. First, tyrosine is hydroxylated by tyrosine hydroxylase into DOPA, a reaction that requires tetrahydrobiopterin, or BH4. Second, DOPA is decarboxylated, forming dopamine. Dopamine levels are reduced in Parkinson's disease. One treatment for Parkinson's disease is L-DOPA, the precursor to dopamine. Norepinephrine is formed by hydroxylation of dopamine, and epinephrine is then formed by methylation. The degradation of catecholamines is shown in figure 2.13. Two enzymes are critical in catecholamine degradation, monoamine oxidase, or MAO, and catechol-O-methyltransferase, or COMT. Homovanillic acid and vanillomandelic acid are excreted in the urine. The catecholamine breakdown pathway is important in two different clinical scenarios. MAO inhibitors, or MAOIs, are a class of medication used to treat depression. MAOIs can inhibit the breakdown of amines in the diet, which can cause hypertensive crisis if an individual taking an MAOI 
also consumes foods containing the sympathomimetic tyramine, such as cheese. Neuroendocrine tumors of the adrenal medulla are known as pheochromocytomas. The tumorous chromaffin cells secrete large amounts of catecholamines, leading to elevated heart rate, elevated blood pressure, and sweating. Diagnosis of pheochromocytoma includes measuring plasma for catecholamines and metanephrines, or urine, for vanillomendelic acid, or VMA. Neuroblastomas may also produce elevated levels of catecholamines and are tested for in a similar manner. The synthesis and breakdown of serotonin, also called 5-hydroxytryptamine, or 5-HT, is important in the balance of serotonin in the body. Tryptophan is hydroxylated to form 5-HTP, which is then decarboxylated to form serotonin. Serotonin is degraded by MAO to 5-hydroxyindoleacetic acid, or 5-HIAA. The presence of high levels of 5-HIAA in the urine is diagnostic of cancers that produce large amounts of serotonin, for example, carcinoid tumors. Several other important nitrogen-containing molecules are synthesized from amino acids. Melanin, a pigment, is synthesized from tyrosine in melanocytes. Nitrogen oxide, or NO, a neurotransmitter, plays a role in macrophage function and relaxes vascular smooth muscle, causing vasodilation. NO is synthesized from arginine by NO synthase. Be sure to check out figure 2.13. It depicts the degradation of catecholamines with major degradation products. Also be sure to check out figure 2.14. It depicts serotonin synthesis and degradation. With that, we wrap up today's episode of the Crush Step 1 podcast. A big thank you to Elsevier Incorporated, the publishing company behind Crush Step 1, as well as all of my other books, for allowing us to put out this book in podcast format. Thank you for joining us, and please check out our other chapters.